Welcome to the Guitar Almany Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. I'm here with Kevin V. Hill, or as his students at Heritage High School in Loudoun County, Virginia, call him Dr. V. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for, thanks for being here with me today. I really appreciate your time, and, and uh, it's good to see you again. It's been a long time. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I was thinking about it earlier today, and I thought, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Kevin if he remembers how we met. Oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I think... It was the gold competition. Okay. Uh, Oberlin. Is that correct? Yep, that is correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think that was uh, Stephen Aaron did that that thing. Yeah. And um, uh, Guitars of Leadership and Distinction, right? <laughs> that's right. And, yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and that was like, from, from what I recall, that was like when there was like the first like big, you know, you know, pot a, of gold, right? You know, it was like 10 grand. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah At that yeah. time, so nobody was, was like, doing that. Yeah. yeah, and then everybody, you know, they did the GFA, and then they jumped over to the gold competition. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I do remember that, yeah. But you, you saved my bacon that week. I was there, um, I wasn't playing, I was there uh, schlepping music for Matanya Ofi. Oh, and, right. And at, at, at the vendor's fair, and he sent, he sent me up, up the road a couple hours with a, with a box full of music and, and a table and everything. And uh, my debit card stopped, my AT, ATM card stopped working. At the, at the beginning of the week, and I had no money, you lent me 50 bucks, I had just met you, and I was like, man, this guy, what a, what a mensch, this guy's really cool, and so you, 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 you fed me that week, <laughs> and I, you know, I appreciate that, I, th- I believe, I believe I returned the favor, I think I, I'm sure you I, did, I, I'm sure you I did, I, I, you paid, know, paid I back the loan, went after you, man, <laughs> <laughs> if I still owe you, let me know, I <laughs> Well, now that you talk about it, you know, you know I'm, I'm sure you Oh my gosh! Back. I don't think I, I don't think that was a, even a question at the point. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I always appreciated that. That was that was that was a that was a really great thing for you to have done. And I, that was oh wow, was like, that guy. He's 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 a guy. So um, it's good to see you again. And you are in you're in Loudoun County, Virginia, which you may or may not know this, but I grew up in Prince William County, Virginia. Okay. Wow, I didn't down know the road that. from you. Yeah. I actually um, live in Springfield, Virginia, but uh, I teach in Loudoun. So. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. When, when I was a kid in Northern Virginia, um, the Springfield Mall was, uh, was, was the hot place to go you know, <laughs> when, you were, when you were bored on the weekends. And uh, is, is it still there? Is the Springfield Mall still there? It is still there. Oh it is still gosh. there. Um, you know, and it's, you know, uh, you know, and of course shops have closed and some have opened and things like that, but particularly with COVID right now, you know, but... Um, right. But yeah, it's still there. It's still there. The whole oh, area, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's that whole area is like boomed. Yeah. Uh, even more. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And how, how long have you been in Northern Virginia? When did you start teaching at, at uh, Heritage? I started Heritage, I think 17, I think this is my 17th year at Heritage. Oh, wow. And the year before that, I was one year uh, as uh, an itinerant, like part-time teacher in Fairfax County, just kind of testing the waters sure. of, okay. of teaching. You know, do I really want to do this or not? <laughs> and then, right, uh, right. 
And then um, I, uh, it's funny because I was, you know, here I was working in Fairfax County, and um, I get this call from Ramana, Ramana Hartmitz, who was teaching in Loudoun County, and she said, um, you know, we're having this Loudoun County Guitar Festival. We'd like you to be one of our performer clinician people. And so, so okay, great. So I did that, and then I, um, and when I was there, I get, there was like a, a lunchtime, right, with all the, mm -hmm. you know, all this faculty and everybody just hanging, hanging out. We're talking, and and the music supervisor there said, well, you know, we're going to hire six full-time guitar teachers next year. I said, really? I said, can I give you my resume? <laughs> and that, that's really that's how I, I started in Loudoun County. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. And I think I, you know Virginia's really on the leading edge of of guitar in secondary school, don't you think? I think we're 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 up there. You know, I yeah. think uh, we're doing some some really great things. Um, I would like to say that you know it's 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 not easy all the time. You know, and every year is different. But uh, I think we. And particularly in Loudoun, we've got some really incredible, incredible teachers. And um, gosh, you know, it's just such an honor just to be part of that, that yeah. group. How many schools do they have guitar in, in Loudoun? Well, I think we're about to open a 17th school. But I mean, every, what? every, every, oh my every, gosh. Yeah, every, and that's high school. So, I mean, then you got the middle school. So every school pretty much has guitar, at least guitar classes, if not guitar programs, oh, right? Fantastic. And, um, and not all of them are full-time, you know? Uh, right, some of them sure. are, for example, I teach guitar, but I also teach music theory. So uh, okay. that's what I do, you know, and, uh, but primarily guitar. And then uh, there are other people that, you know, um, I think Matt Palmer just joined us uh, this year. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so um, Matt's teaching a uh, music appreciation class, uh, DE music appreciation, as well as guitar. Um, other teachers teaching theory as well as, you know, and, and there are a couple doing the, the music appreciation thing. But um, so, but then you have people that are primarily like string or orchestra directors. Right. And um, they end up teaching guitar uh, because of the demand, uh, right. or you have choir teachers that are teaching guitar, or mm -hmm, band people mm -hmm. teaching guitar. So there's a lot of that too. Uh, but we do have, I mean, really an amazing uh, lineup of, of teachers uh, that are just fantastic uh, guitar educators and and guitarists, you know, right. and. Um, and we feature them like once a year. Well, there's a, something called the Aguado series, uh, concert okay. series, that's run by uh, Miroslav Lonchar. Okay. And uh, so he opens the year every time with a faculty concert. He has to get all the, any, any teacher that wants to play, you know, come and play. You know, if you, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. If, if, if you're just working on Lagrima, come on in, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and so it's pretty, pretty cool that we all just kind of play and it's kind of a fundraiser for the series. Yeah. So it's a community, yeah, it is. We you know, definitely a community of of, of uh, peers there. It's great. Now, do you, is 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 that kind of activity happening statewide in Virginia, or do you think Loudon is 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 a special kind of situation? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that Loudon is definitely special uh, on that level. Uh, there's definitely guitar going on in the state. I think there's a, a Tidewater Classical Guitar Society there. There's yeah, okay. um. Uh, VCU does a lot of guitar uh, concerts and things like there. Um, so there, there are some 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 pockets around the state. Uh, in terms of what's in the classroom, though, um, I'd say that you know Loudon and Fairfax uh, are are 
and, and maybe Chesterfield. Where else? And that's not too far from Richmond. Um, you know, but there, there are a few pockets where you see more activity. I, I think sure. uh, Stafford County is growing in terms of really? guitar. Yeah. And uh, so we're starting to see it take place and, and take root some places in the, in the state. But definitely Northern Virginia yeah. is really where, where most of it is, probably. Wow. I guess I was I was I was born about forty years too late. <laughs> it's when I was when I was a kid in in, in Prince because I started I started playing guitar seriously like, I mean I was like what ten when I started taking classical lessons and you know and I got really serious about it at a young age and I just remember it's one of the I, one of the reasons why, you know I pushed really hard, um, much to everyone's everyone's chagrin to get to get out of high school a year early and go to college was there was I just felt like there was nothing for me there in that environment and I went to a great high school I mean my high school was was a really fantastic school but they there was no offerings at all and um, yeah I mean I would, I would think I think about that now like what what opportunities are available for young guitarists um, these days it's really fantastic it's great I had I had someone I think I think it was from one of your programs uh, this is a couple years ago uh, yeah I'm pretty sure it was a, a student of yours I can't remember the name but he came and he, he wanted to take a lesson from me because one of the schools that he was considering going to was Ohio State here in Columbus um, and he wanted to make sure that he went somewhere where there was a guitar teacher that he felt like he could study with and hmm. boy this kid could play I was I was super impressed, you know, um, and I see that more and more often now with, with young people. It's like, wow, the, you know, when when I was seventeen or eighteen years old, people my age were not playing like that, and that's that's just that's a testament to the work that folks like you are doing. And I think it's 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 a long time coming. And, I, and again, I I think about like, wow, if I had had access to that when I was that age, that would have been fantastic, so cool. But yeah, well, you know, I think it is growing. Um, I, I I serve on the on the National Association for Music Educators uh, sure. Council for Guitar Education. That's a okay. long title. The but fact that they stuff. have that is, that's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> right, well, right. Yeah, so it's been around for just over 10 years, I think. You okay, know? So, okay. Um, and so, yeah, guitar is represented, and I think that started with Glenn McCarthy, who's Virginia, yeah. and then it went on to Bill Swick, and then Tom okay. Omariello, and then uh, and now Chris Perez is the chair. So, but, you know, we have uh, representatives around you know, the country. And, yeah. you know, we're, so I have an ear to the ground on, on a lot of things that are going on. But I think some of the great things that are, that are going on right now in guitar education are, um, well, one is that with our council, we, we created uh, kind of some support system for, for teachers that are not themselves guitarists. Because, okay. I mean, there are a lot of people that are assigned to teach guitar. They know nothing about it, you yeah. know. And, you know, many of them will take, say, like the, the Teach Guitar Workshop, mm -hmm. uh, or they'll do the Austin Guitar Society also does a teacher training uh, yep. thing as well. Uh, so a lot of people will do that. But, you know, in terms of curriculum or whatever, what the council has done is they created a, a best practices list. And, and you can just go to the NAFME website, look up, you know, um, Guitar Council, best practices, years one through four, or something like that, and you'll right. find that. Um, but basically, it's just kind of, here's what you do the first year, here's what you do the second year, here's what you do the third year. It's like a bullet point thing. And 
I think that's been really helpful, not just for the non-guitarists, but even some of the guitarists sure. that come oh, in. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I don't even know what to do. You know, how right. do I start? You know, where where should I go where, right. at, by the end of the year? And well, there's there's part of the training that that has not caught up, right? I mean, people in who are pursuing college degrees in guitar are they are they being trained on hey one day you, you might get an opportunity to teach in secondary schools and this is what this is all about you know there's there's the gap right yeah. right it's a, it's a huge gap and there's a demand for it and i think you know uh that's evidenced by the number of people that actually take you know these workshops like teach mm -hmm. guitar and and the austin thing you know and so we're trying to support these teachers as much as we can because that's certainly the immediate need uh, for these teachers. Yeah. Um, in terms of the training, <clears throat> I also serve on the VMEA, <clears throat> excuse me, okay. the, the VMEA Council for Guitar. I'm the chair of that uh, in Virginia. And so, you know, one of the things we, we've had an open discussion uh, with the collegiate person in, in VMEA, and you know, we're trying to figure out how can we support more, um, just more can we have more instruction for music edu education majors right you know for guitar because now some schools will have it some mm -hmm. don't but then it's the level of which you're teaching right, right. because i i you know, when i was teaching at otterbein that's that was a big part of my function there was to teach a guitar methods class for um music education majors you know and it was a one semester class you know, right and if they could, these people are you know maybe qualified maybe to, to do this if they, if they get asked to teach a guitar class in their school. And, and, but other than that, and the number of former students that I've had get in touch with me after they graduate and say, hey, I need help. Can you, you know, help me with materials and curriculum and all this kind of stuff? You know, so it's like, yeah, one semester might not be enough. You know? <laughs> it really isn't. It really isn't. Uh, I know that uh, um, there is a, I think you interviewed uh, Robert Trenton. Robert Trenton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let me know about a thing in Pennsylvania where uh, they actually have, you know, the, like guitar proficiency for music education majors. Wow. So, so just like you would have um, now, I don't know to the extent of that proficiency. What are what, you know? Right. Is it you just have to play a few chords and a few right. keys? I don't know, but um, you know that that the concept. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure you did. You have to do piano proficiency, you right. know, for your undergrad degree, right? Yep. And that's even if you're not an education major, that's that's right. performance or anything, right? right? So I like the idea, you know, that there could be some kind of guitar proficiency mm -hmm. uh, element to a music education program. Sure. The biggest challenge, I think, uh, comes down to scheduling, you know, because the, in, in right. the accreditation process for a university, there are certain things that have to be in the curriculum so where is this going to fit in a music education's, you know, right. Right. they're already, they're already right. saying it's a four year degree and it's probably a five year degree. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So that's the biggest issue is how do you fit it into, to that schedule? But I, there are some programs that are doing it uh, in Virginia specifically. Um, I have a former student that's at Shenandoah university and he's a music education major. Um, but he's a fine guitarist, right. you know, but he's having to learn all the band stuff as well. Yep. And um, is, which is, is that, good. Do you think that's the the approach that people who want to teach in secondary school are taking now? They're they're just they're going as music ed majors with guitar as primary instrument. That's what I would recommend. It's yeah. not always available for them, though. Because I was, right. I always thought that was kind of a, I had a couple of those over my 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 teaching 
years and I always thought it was kind of a like a round hole square peg square peg round hole <laughs> I, it was it was a strange fit and they always they always felt kind of isolated and because there was never more than one at a time and the people you know the the the, the other the people that they were taking taking classes with you know weren't used to having guitarists in their classes so it was it was kind of an unusual situation for them as well and i know one of the one of the things that claire was trying to do at uc was was establish a a special degree for for guitarists as to be qualified as as you know certified licensed music educators but a special degree, it's like a, it's a guitar education degree, and I, I thought that was, you know, I don't know if she really got that off the ground or if that really happened or what, what was going on with that. But do you, do you think that's something that's that's gonna gonna happen more, or do you think it's just gonna be, like you said, uh, guitarists going more through the, the traditional music education curriculum? I think um, I think there I think it'll still be music education curriculum. Uh, I think that there is a room there is room for guitar. Uh, you know, like I said, I have this student that is guitar primary instrument, right, uh, in music education, but he is studying everything else. I know that Old Dominion University, also in Virginia, uh, has where you can you can have guitar as your primary, but you have to have a secondary, and the secondary for them has to be choir. So you have to be guitar right. and choir. I'm thinking, why not? guitar and orchestra or something yeah i mean it's like right. you know but sure. uh but that's the way they're they're doing it which is you know it's better than than not having it at all i think vcu now has a guitar uh emphasis for a music education major as well but what i would say too is though it, just because of the competition even it's really good to not just be a guitarist but to have right. another right? right and for me i mean if i had to do both i'd probably you know go with strings you know just because right, right? Sure. but sure. but whatever your your um you know whatever your forte is you know if right. you're a great singer then do both you know but i do think that um it's good to have two at least you know yeah. uh you'll have more hiring potential and things like that sure. the, the big challenge we have is the licensing because the license is for instrumental right yeah. yeah it's for instrumental or it's it's or it's uh, vocal choral right. and are most you know, states like that yeah pretty yeah. much and so you know so from the vocal choral side that's already extremely specific right, right. But for instrumental, oh my gosh, how many instruments right. are there, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's how like how your saxophone well? chops these days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's. Um, but I do think that uh, you know having some versatility behind you is is a good mm -hmm. way to go. Now. That being said, um, I don't have an education degree. Right, I was you know? I was going to ask you that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all my degrees are are performance, and sure. so uh, when I in order to teach though, you have to be licensed. So there are what we call career switcher programs out there. Right. Uh, I never thought of my as, myself as a career switcher because I was going to teach guitar, but you know right. I don't know. <laughs> but you do have to take these right. classes. But now, and, now you're a music educator. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally had nothing to do with music before. So, um, but uh, the uh, so you, the, these career switcher things are basically, you know, they look at your uh, transcript and say, okay, here's what you need to be certified. I think I had to take five classes. There were a couple of psychology classes, which I totally loved. Um, yeah. 
and there was a foundation of education class that I had to take. That was fantastic. Uh, reading and writing in the content area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done without that one. Um, and then there was a curriculum curriculum and instruction. So those are the classes I had to take to, to get licensed. But I was hired on what's called a provisional license. So okay. um, I already had the job. And so they give you three years to take those classes, okay. and then you get your license. So and you didn't um, you didn't have to complete another degree. You just had to get those classes on your correct on your transcript. Yeah. Okay. Correct. I mean, I could have pursued if I took a few more. I could have possibly gotten an, another master's, and it's like, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I've already lost my hair. I don't have anything else to lose. So. I'll just write us another dissertation. That's fine. Right. Right. <laughs> Wow. So, and so you mentioned all three of your degrees were in, in performance. I know that you studied with Ben at Yale. Yeah. Um, was that which degree was that for? That was my master's. Okay. And where, where did you do your undergrad? Undergrad was University of Memphis, and oh. uh, the with teacher. Lily? No, pre Lily. Uh, okay, I was going to say, like, I, mean, I don't, yeah. don't want to like out anybody's ages here or anything. Like that. <laughs> like, my next question was going to be, oh, that must have been like the first year she was teaching. <laughs> <laughs> no, she came in right after I left, actually. Okay. So um, uh, John Stover was my teacher. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Great, great, great. And then I did my doctoral work at uh, Shenandoah University with Glenn, oh, with Glenn. Uh, Kaluta. Yeah. yeah. When I was, what, 15 or 16? I, I, so between my sophomore and junior years of high school, I did a summer program at Shenandoah. Okay. It was my It was my first, like real kick in the pants about, yes, this is, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, huh. you know, it was like take a college or take a high school kid and say, we, we're going to pretend you're in college studying music for a month. And I loved it. It was just, it, it, it was fantastic. But I was studying regularly with Wayne Dooley, who was, was Glenn's assistant at the time, but I had, I had some lessons with Glenn at that time as well. And, uh, so yeah, I've, like, yeah, he, he made a big impact on, on me at that time. And uh, there, there was, my, my mom really wanted me to go to study there because I would only have been an hour and a half away from home. Um, but uh, I, ended, I ended up not doing that. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. And actually, my, my, my niece uh, graduated from, from Shenandoah, uh, gosh, it's probably 10 years ago now, come to think about it. But she, she, was, she, was, she started as a music therapy major. So I thought that was always, that's always kind of, I was I was tied to that place in in, in funny ways. So, wow. well, Glenn's daughter is actually a music therapist now. So, oh my gosh, wow, yeah, yeah. Is he still living in the area? He retired. Yeah. He retired. He's still in Win the Winchester area. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. yeah. Nice guy. Super nice guy. I was I was really really enjoyed him a lot. So, but what what did you what did you do for your your research for your doctoral? Wow. Um, what I ended up doing was doing a um, an analysis of a piece by Raymond Ludica, who is okay. a wow. uh, Raymond. Uh, he at the time he was the assistant principal clarinetist of the Toronto Symphony, okay. and um, he had uh, written a piece for flute and guitar called "In the Eye of the Cat." And it had never been premiered. Uh, I think it was he. It was commissioned through a grant, and I can't remember who it was. There was a duo that was supposed to. I think it was Rachel Gawk and okay. 
uh, I can't remember her partner, but uh, I think they were supposed to premiere it. And then uh, I think one of them got married and moved out of the area and they never actually did the premiere. So um, I had the music because he was shopping his score out, you know, for any duo that was looking, you know. And so we had the score, you know, here in my office, you know, for, for a couple of years. And then I was working on my trying to, to focus my, my topic because I was wanting to do all like, you know, living composer type thing, you know. Yeah. And then I just started realizing, holy cow, this is just so vast. I mean, you can't. You know, there's no way you could finish this project, you know. So, you know, Glenn wisely said, just choose one composer, <laughs> you nice. know. And, and you know, if this piece hasn't been premiered, well, there you go. I mean, that's great for the, you know, yeah. lecture concert, you know. So you can do a premiere. You can talk, you can interview the, the composer. So, you know, I did go up there and I interviewed Raymond and... Um, and uh, so it was really kind of kind of neat to you know that yeah. whole process and uh so uh you know i interviewed ray and uh, this was he'd only written um i think three pieces that had guitar in it you know so okay. it was good to to actually study a piece that was not written by a guitarist and to see what are the challenges mm -hmm. you know in that and how do you you know overcome those as a composer sure. and, and that sort of thing and uh, he had written five preludes that I think Douglas Neat, um, okay. for Douglas Neat, and he played them. He wrote a string quartet with guitar. Um, I don't know. I think that had been premiered. I can't remember who the guitarist was associated with it. Um, and then this Eye of the Cat that had not been performed yet. And um, since my wife is a flutist, it just right. kind of worked out really well. So, um, uh, so uh, that's what we chose. But um, he really wrote extremely well for the guitar and uh in the eye of the cat is it, it took me on some really neat journeys uh in the research and the analysis because here's this guy he has dual citizenship between canada and the u.s you know right. and he's writing japanese music <laughs> you know so <laughs> so um you know so i mean the whole thing was based on on uh japanese rokadan and oh, um cool. and so you know, so he it basically goes between, uh, you know, what, what he calls haiku and um, and then you have a piece that's in between, you know, so you got, you know, it just kind of alternates between one, one thing and another. And sure. so there are things that sound a little bit more stereotypically Japanese and then mm -hmm. things that on the surface you might think is not Japanese, but when you analyze it, it's like, holy cow, all those elements are there, you know? And so it was really fascinating to, to learn a lot about uh, Japanese music and art. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit Chinese as well, because there's some influence in that as well. Wow. But um, yeah, so that was that was my... Did, uh, did he spend time in, in Japan or is, is, is that yeah, part of his heritage? Yeah, as a child. Yeah, as a child, he was there. His first experience with um, classical music was actually uh, Japanese uh, wow. music. So, yeah. Wow. Japanese wow. Is, is that work out there available to people? Have you recorded it? Is, is there... um, the only recording, I think, is our my <laughs> is the yeah. premiere that was done at Shenandoah. But, oh um, yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if he actually published it with anybody. Um, oh you know, I gave him... Uh, you know some publishers to, to consider but yeah. i don't think i think he wanted to go with a different type of publishing company than than okay. you know the the typical guitar ones you know right he actually wants to sell music 
<laughs> so I, might, now, I might edit that out later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he's now in New York, and okay. uh, he he writes these little mini operas now. So he has oh, like he, cool. he does these little mini opera things in in New York. So yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of in touch with him by that's, Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds like that sounds like a really interesting project and kind of kind of different and kind of cool and, and like. And you know, I always think with 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 uh, I'm, I, I've gotten cynical in in my in my old age about uh, doctoral degrees because I've, I've seen so many instances of hey, you pay your money, your piece of paper, you know, go get a job, rather than you know, it it, it used to be. I think there was a there was a lot more gatekeeping to entry into that world in the past, and and I think. There was much more emphasis on actually doing original work than, than there there yeah. seems to be nowadays, especially for DMAs and and um, you know so it's it's yeah it, it, I'm I'm that's that's awesome you did I mean that sounds that sounds like super original work you know <laughs> <laughs> well and it, it was and and just having the interview you know is is that that was I think that was the 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 gem of the whole project is just seeing where he's coming from and then the the, the better part was after i analyzed everything because he didn't analyze it when he was writing he just wrote it right yeah, he just wrote and it, yeah. so he was fascinated with the analysis and he was like holy cow i didn't know i did that. that's pretty neat you know so oh, he wow. was kind of excited about it too um and you know but i think you know one of the things that you know um in hindsight, when I think about, uh, you know, you're talking about getting your DMA, DMA and, or, or whatever doctoral work you're doing, you know, one thing that I think um, that stays in my mind all the time is what does it mean? You know, right. what does the degree mean? I mean, it's not the end for sure. Right. And it shouldn't be anyway. It's not, ter I mean, it may be a terminal degree, but it's not, <laughs> you know, it's not the end of our learning experience, right? No, it, um, it just kills your passion for school. That's, that's what's terminal about it. <laughs> for some, for some. So, but, but, you know, I think, um, you know, I just keep thinking about it's, to me, having that degree has got to, you know, I, I think it has to mean something, you know, it not should, that I'm yeah. going to share. I don't, I don't give my resume to anybody. It's like people just talk to me and whatever. And, but um, I do think that it, it, I feel like more obliged to contribute to the profession. Yeah. I mean, for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's, to me, the, the big thing, right? And, um, and it's well, not yeah, about you know, it's it, about... it puts you on the point of the spear, so to speak. You know, I mean, if if if, if you've done that work and you've gotten to that level in the profession, I mean, you you were you, you're standing on top of the pyramid. You know, there's 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 far fewer of us who do not have that degree than than those who do. And you know, I think we need that. We need those people to elevate the the discussion and, and keep things moving forward in the right directions and and. You know, I, I think that's that's a it's it, you know, being an expert in one's field is, it, I think it's a worthy pursuit. You know, and and uh, you know, I I'm I'm fully in support of that. I think it's, it's <laughs> we need we need experts, right? We we need we need to have people who have dug as deeply as possible into things so that we can trust them and say, hey, what's going on? What do you know? Help teach the rest of us. You know, that's really important. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of practicality, I mean, um, 
thinking about my job versus the degree, right? right? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to have a lot of information that I can convey to my students on, you know, Raymond Ludica's compositional style. <laughs> There's just a lot of a lot of theory in, involved in that. But, you know, I can't, there are a few elements in that, that, you know, like if I'm playing, you know, like a really common piece would be Sakura, right? Japanese right. piece. And, you know, there's something called johaku in Jap- Japanese music, which is you know rushing and slowing, and it's 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 present in every aspect of of, of Japanese culture. So you can take something, and you can get faster and slower, and it can be over a long period of time, or it can be, you know, in a very short amount of time, even down to a vibrato or a string right. bend, right? So I mean, it's like it's just you know there's these subtle things that that you know, could context. potentially help on a, on a practical level, right? So yeah. and it's just from doing the, the research, it's like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, but there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, like you know, his his uh, polymodalities and things like that, you know, that, um, you know, my students aren't going to quite get yet. <laughs> right, so. sure. But you, you, I think, you know, you're taking the effort and the time and, and, you know, just doing the work to understand that at that level, you know, broadens your experience so you can see greater horizons in whatever direction you look. You know, right. so right. And, I, and that's I mean, really, that's the value of education in general. But, you know, if you're talking about a very high level of education like that, that's, you know, the, the, the practicality of it comes down to you are who you are because of that experience. And you bring every asset that you developed through that experience to the table and your, your students can't not benefit from that. Right. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. That's awesome. That's very, very cool. So, um, how did you did did you grow up near near Memphis, or did how did you end up going going there for your uh, bachelor's degree? <laughs> I did. I grew up. I was born and raised there. Right? Oh my Memphis. gosh! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Very cool. I don't. And I don't think I sound like it, but uh, no, I, I would. I mean, I'm. I'm no expert on on accents. <laughs> dialects. <but. laughs> no, they talk a little bit like this. Right? Do you um, find so, when you go back uh, back home, it it, it creeps out a little bit more? <laughs> a little bit of that comes in, you know. Yeah. I, you know, because I am a bit of a mimic, but um, but I'm, the same. I haven't just say y'all yet. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> well, my my dad is from the Midwest. Okay. Um, so you know, and he spent you know a decent amount of his time in you know as a child in, in Colorado, um, and so he you know I think I pick up that side a little bit more. My mother's from a little town called Donaldsonville, Louisiana, oh my and gosh. it's uh, oh yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, very different uh, yeah. <laughs> sound, you know. I mean, uh, the, the accent is very, very different. So, um, but I, I think I gravitated toward my dad's accent yeah. more than I did my mom's. And, and that's uh, that's the accent we hear on t- television and and right, is, you know, it's that kind of generic middle middle west thing. So yeah, right, right. And and I got to be honest. I mean, there there are some things about it that I intentionally, you know, I like this accent, and uh, there there are things I just you know, I I don't want to sound like my brothers. You know? <laughs> so and so and you ended up going to Yale to study with Ben, which yeah was you know I'm I'm sure an amazing experience. So uh, you know what can you say other than amazing, right? I mean, right. he is so 
Oh my gosh, he's he's such an inspiration on so many levels, and um, you know, and, and that con- he, that continues to this day. My uh, my students have gotten to to meet him over the years because he has this big guitar extravaganza. Normally, every other year, uh, COVID's kind of gotten in the way of that, yeah. I think. But uh, you know, for for the last you know more than a decade, you know, I've been taking my students to to, to that festival, and my my students just love the experience of being there. I mean, it's like being at Hogwarts or something, you know, because yeah. the architecture. <laughs> but, you know, but they, um, but you know, then then they meet Ben, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like he's got a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's and, and, so cool. Oh yeah, they but they love him. I mean, they just totally love him, and and um, and he is so supportive, you know, of everything, you know, uh, you know, f- for education and everything, and it's just been so amazing, uh, really a great role model model for me, you know. Sure. Uh, and I try to, I can't say I can teach like Ben, you know, because I think Ben is Ben, and you can't, you know, there's no clone there. Um, <laughs> you know, I do, you know, I think it's it's important to, to have some fun, you know. And, um, you know, I, I kind of remember one thing he said, and he, you know, that, that just stays in my mind all the time. He says, never be serious but always be sincere you know and i love that you know it's like yeah i know right i i I, i've i've met him several times i've heard him play several times and i I don't really know him all that well but like to hear that i'm not surprised i mean that that uh that that sounds just like him So and and he used to you know he gave us nicknames you know everybody had their own name you know you know, whether it be Kevsters or Kevaruni or whatever, you know, you just kind of make up stuff, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was this woman, Dorothy, she was in our program and he called her Doe, you know. Hey, nice. Doe! <laughs> so, you know, that, and there was something really cool about that, you know. Yeah, um, sure. Making it fun, yeah. And, I, and it, like, I, I expect that uh, that's quite a juxtaposition in the very serious Ivy League world of, of Yale, you know, like have to have that, that going on in that environment probably was very helpful. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> of course the Yale school of music is, it's, it's, it, it is, uh, just a master's program, right? So it's the school of music is separated from the undergraduate program. Although there's a little bit of uh, a relationship there as well, but, um, you know, really, I mean, it's more of a conservatory at the master's level, oh, and yeah. and so uh, academically, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of credits. I mean, it's a 72-hour program, right? I mean, <laughs> so for a it's, master's degree for a master's, wow. right? Wow. And oh, um, but you know, I think the you know, I can't think of a teacher really that was a stick in the mud or anything, you know, it's like they were all incredible, you know, and, and engaging, you know, and I think that's what I really loved about it. Uh, it was very different from, you know, and, and I had some good, un- I had some really good undergrad teachers, but um, in terms of the engagement level, yeah. um, I mean, all of them were, you know, whether it be my, you know, atonal uh, sightseeing class <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or, you know, I just, uh, I just had a little heart palpitation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, t- I took one of those in grad school and it, it just about killed me. It was, it was, it was, like, it was what am I doing? <laughs> right. 
but you know there were so many that were so inspirational i mean i really like like um this guy willie ruff used to teach this uh class uh um you know careers in music uh-huh. and it was it was great he would just bring people in yeah. and have them talk about their careers and um and it's like everybody that came in you know they mostly were doing something they didn't plan to do right interesting yeah yeah and i thought that was like so eye-opening because i right. think a lot of us you know we you know when we're in conservatory we think this is what you're going to do and then right. you find out oh you still have to make a living right <laughs> so <laughs> So, um, you know, so would you like to down... teach at a high school? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, right? And uh, fortunately, I do love teaching in a high school, which is great. I think if you know, there are people that you know they come in, you know, and they're they're gone within a year or less. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I but, think it's, uh, I think it's a special environment. You know, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure I would be suited suited for that. You know, and and uh, I think it's I think it, it it takes a special kind of person to be able to. To do that well, you know, and I, and I, I, I you know, I'm 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 glad that uh, people like you have have found found that because I'm sure I'm sure you're you're very well suited for that environment and, and you're 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 inspiring those kids and, and doing all that stuff, you know. So, but you know, back to your your uh, your Willie Ruff class with you know, on on careers in music. Did you? I mean, at at that point in time in your life, did you ever think? Yeah, I mean that's that's a possibility. I'll, I'll end up being a high school teacher. Did you, was that? No, I mean because yeah, yeah. first of all, when I was in school, I didn't know there was such a thing of guitar right. in, in a school system, right? So, yeah. so no, I was like the typical you know guitar major, you know, um, that was looking for that college. Degree, right. you know, program <laughs> you know, that, that job out there in the spot. Where, the, the, where is it? Where, where did? Yeah, where right. is it? Has, it, has anybody found somewhere. it yet? There's got to be one. Out there the, uh, but uh, you know, so it's yeah. So I mean, so there was that. Uh, you know, and then just to you know the performance thing, and um, you know, so I I really didn't think you know that that's not what was on my mind. I, I had yeah. not really even considered that as a, as a possibility um but when i moved to uh we moved to uh the washington area because my wife uh, got the job in the united states army band uh oh, okay. film. yeah so she she just retired a few years ago uh flute and piccolo uh yeah. with them but that's what brought us to this area and um it, it's a full-time job with benefits and it paid off her Yay. So there we go. You know? um, so, that is a uh, success story. <laughs> so I come here and I, I know nobody. I have to start from scratch and everything. But within the first year, I met a guy named John Graham. I don't know if you know John or not. No. But, so John, you know, he's he teaches at Lake Braddock Secondary School in Fairfax County. And so I, I met him. Uh, I think we were, there was at a master class. I had one of my students playing in a master class um, uh, with for uh, I think Jad as school. Um, okay. And uh, so John was there. Uh, I think I'd already pr- I'd already published one article I think in Soundboard that time. Okay. I'd just gotten out of school. There was an article that it, you know basically it was a paper that I wrote <laughs> in school. And I thought, hey, you know maybe I'll try to publish it. So, sure. so I did, and it got published. And um, so. I guess John liked the article and he said, Hey, wait a minute, you're Kevin V. Hill. He goes, I, I just read, you know, this article that you wrote, you know, it's like, Oh, cool. You know, so people actually read that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, 
Anyway, so uh, and then after that, I mean, we just uh, became good buddies, and and um, he started talking about the the school that he teaches, and he has okay. this guitar program. And so then he started inviting me to come and, and play for his students um, or do little little workshops or whatever. And then uh, he says, well, you know, what, would you want to be a teacher? You know, basically uh, teaching privately after school, right? Yeah. So, and just like any freelance teacher, you know, you're, sure. you're, you might be at three or four different locations, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like, so I'd go to that school and I'd teach, you know, a handful of his students there. You know, I'd be in another place the next day, right? But... Um, so I, I taught a lot of uh, those kids at Lake Braddock uh, at the time. And then, you know, um, then what happened? Then they were doing a field trip and they were doing this. Um, what were they doing? Um, uh, I think it was a Vivaldi duo concerto or something like that in B minor, if I, if I remember correctly. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, anyway, so uh, they were doing that, and one of the soloists, there were two soloists, uh, one of them got sick and couldn't, or, or broke a finger or something, they couldn't play. And this was like the day before the trip. He says, oh, boy. hey, Kevin, can you play this? You know, <laughs> can you do this part? It's like, when, when is this? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I just get, he sent me the music and go. maybe I picked it up. I don't know. I just practiced all night and then, and, and yeah. we were playing at the, at the UN in the, in the lobby there. And, um, wow. yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I went with this kid. So I'm hanging out with the kids, you know, on the bus and, and the chaperones and it just really enjoyed the experience. And these kids yeah. were just amazing. Uh, just you know their their dedication and their excitement and um the energy the, the vibe yeah. was just amazing and so i really enjoyed that i still at that point didn't think this is for me you know right. i sure, enjoyed sure. being the guest <laughs> i enjoyed um you know showing up at the school and teaching the kids you know some of the students privately uh and and i kind of liked that role for a long time and what really kind of moved me into the direction that I'm in now um, was because I, I mean I really I didn't think I'd ever be able to do what John does you know because yeah. <laughs> I mean just the responsibility is insane right you know you, yeah. you know, just yeah. take a bunch of kids on a on a field trip to New York right so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the responsibility is immense you know yeah. um, and then uh, uh, but what really kind of led me into the to to the path that I went toward was when my daughter was born. So, okay. you know, when she was younger, um, everything worked out in our schedule because my wife would be at rehearsal during the morning and, af- you know, early afternoon, I'd be at home with my daughter, right? Great. When she was yeah. an infant and toddler and stuff like that. But we knew that within a few years, and actually my wife really let me know, you realize that once she starts school, you're never going to see her <laughs> because you're teaching and playing in the night, you know, in the yeah. evening. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so that's when I decided to test the waters. Um, and I let uh, John know. I said, look, I think I'm going to try this out. You know, and he said, well, there's going to be some itinerant positions in Fairfax. Uh, I can give your name or whatever. And so yeah. I got into the Fairfax County and I was teaching in two different schools. Uh, I think I had three classes total. Um, and. And that's when, like I told you earlier, it's sure. like, and then yeah. that's when I met, you know, the, uh, the, the music supervisor at Loudoun County and said, hey, we're going to hold, we're going to have two, uh, six yeah. new yeah. positions. And it's like, wow. So that's really what got me there, you yeah. know? And, and uh, 
But, you know, I think it was a great decision, and um, it's a lot of work. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't lie to anybody. I mean, sure. it's, it's a really challenging job, but it's really, really rewarding, too. So yeah. um, that's... And how, many kids, how many kids are you responsible for teaching now? You just, uh, you, your, your audio disappeared. Can you say Uh-oh. that again? Is You're good now. Okay. You're back. I, I, how, many, how many students are in your program right now? How many students do you, do you Right have? now, it's a little bit low. Um, okay. COVID has had a toll and some other issues, but uh, I think about 75. Um, wow, that's low. Yeah, yeah that's low. I mean, that that's really low. Um, you know, I mean, when I, in the heyday, I had 160 students in the program. Wow. So, and, and how, what's, what's the curriculum look like? I mean, are, are you doing a guitar orchestra on a daily basis? Are you doing private lessons? Do you have chamber music, small groups? How, how does that all pan out? Well, we do have a curriculum, and uh, we also, even now, uh, which is great, we have, uh, in the state standards, uh, guitar exists in all the levels, too, which is nice. We have three three levels in, in middle school and four okay. levels in high school. So there's uh, beginning, wow. intermediate, advanced, and artist level. And we now wow. even have, uh, in Loudoun County, we even have an honors credit uh, option. So oh people gosh. can take class for honors credit. They get a, a grade bump, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's kind of cool, but we do have, uh, you know, all the various levels, the challenge is being able to communicate with the counselors, uh, to make sure that they're placing the kids in the right place. Okay. You know, you audition right. the kids and sometimes they show up in the wrong class, like, Oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, Oops. so, right. um, and you know, uh, it, it goes in waves, you know, sometimes we have, uh, like we have at my school now all almost all. An entire new counseling staff, with the exception of maybe two, oh, wow. and so we have to educate them. You have to break them in, <laughs> you really do. You have to break, and they don't know. I mean, they think, "Oh, guitar, right. how fun!" You know, they don't yeah. necessarily know. You know, yeah. and uh, we have had some counselors in the past that were actually musicians too, and they totally got it. You know, and that was easy. But yeah, so you do have to educate the the guidance counselors uh, in terms of how to place students, and like even this year. There were kids that signed up for AP Music Theory. I don't know if you know anything about AP Music Theory, but it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> and so there were a couple of kids that signed up. They had no musical experience whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I said, you look like a really nice person and everything. What? Yeah. You know, I'm not <laughs> sure. I said, you know, this is, you know, you realize it's AP. That's advanced right, placement. Right. This is like college level material here. And... Um, and with no experience, that's almost an impossibility, you know, and, uh, so I, I try to walk them through it a little bit and, um, and then, so I, I was able to move them. And I had one that was kind of reluctant to leave that and stuck around. And then once I started getting into the material that yeah, first day, it was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm not here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you can either listen to what I'm telling you or you can find out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, he went so like so you have 75 in in the program and I, my high school in in when I graduated in the late 80s was a, was a humongous high school they have big 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 high schools in that area I had 3000 students in my high school how many students are in your high school this year I think we're down to I don't know the exact number I think we're at 1200 maybe 1300 okay. At my okay. school right now. So I would say you know seventy five students in a in a in a population of twelve hundred. That's that's pretty. Th- those are pretty good numbers. I mean that's a that's a good percentage. 
It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know, and and that doesn't include. I'm I'm also doing something. This is actually pretty cool to talk about. Um, do you know who Ruth Lemay is by any no. chance? Okay, she's amazing. I mean, she's absolutely okay. amazing. Um, she created a way of teaching uh, special ed students, right? People that um, you know have developmental, you know, ability, uh, issues and things like that, and uh, cognitive issues. And so she started a an adaptive program for guitar, and she calls it three string method. And oh, wow. um, you know, just just Google you know Ruth Lemay three yeah. string guitar, and you'll find a bunch of videos and things like that. She created this system with a color code, uh, so every fret is a different color. Okay. And uh, she takes the top three strings off. You do drop D tuning, so you have D A D, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just a power right. chord. So sure, major sure. or minor doesn't matter, right? right and right. so she came up with this system. So these kids, you know, most of them put the, the guitar on their laps and they'll use their thumb to press, and you just play by the color. And you know, it's amazing. I so I I saw a video doing that, and. Um, and the video basically, she was raising money to take her kids to the to the NAFME um, conference, right? And they actually did go and they performed there. And um, and so since I'm on the on the NAFME Guitar Council, uh, she had been invited to talk to us to the council uh, about her presentation, and I was just so blown away with her and what she's doing for these kids and the parents and everybody involved. I mean, it's just really an amazing, amazing, moving yeah, thing. Yeah. And so, um, where is she? That, she's in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. So, and she's actually new to our council too. So she's now on our okay. anatomy council. So it's great to have her. Um, so she, um, she came up with this really neat system of, of, of playing. Right. And, and, um, so I was inspired, uh, by her and I've known about her for, for a couple years. Well, this past year, our choir teacher who used to work with that population of students, um, he left and that left a void for these kids. Nobody was going to step in, you know, and do anything. I said, you know, let me talk to my principal about this. So I, I did. And, uh, my principal was all on board. I talked to our special education team and they were really excited about it. So, um, I'm actually working with these kids. It's not a class for credit. Uh, it's actually my duty. Uh, and if, if you know anybody that's teaching public education, you have a duty, whether it be lunch duty or, or okay. whatever it is, okay. right? <laughs> so it sounds like way more duty, fun than lunch duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get to work with these kids. And so I, I've set up about 15 of these guitars, you know, taped them up, used gaffer's tape. And um, they're loving it. I mean, they're loving it. And, oh, and it's just amazing. And, and the thing is, is that... You you can see, you can actually watch and witness class by class the improvement for these kids. You know, yeah. whether it be a coordination issue, it's it, it's you know eye hand coordination yeah. or or anything. Or or like one time there was a kid, the first day, you know, when they strung the strings, it shocked them on the left side. I thought maybe they're just really sensitive and there's a yeah. somatosensory issue there or something. Sure, you know, for sure, sure. Um, 
But I think it just scared him, you know? Yeah. And so then, now he can actually press it, you know? <laughs> but I mean, just simple, small things make a difference, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's another kid, uh, and he, boy, kid's brilliant. I mean, you, you can give him any country and he'll tell you the capital. It doesn't matter where it is in the, in the, in the universe, and he'll tell you, you know? Um, but, you know, this guy is, is you know... Uh, He's amazing, and, and he's like, it's it's so neat because he's so picky about everything. You know, everything's got to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, we'll be in class and and we'll be playing, and I'll be complimenting somebody on their playing, and and he'll say, no, 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 but that wasn't right. <laughs> it's like he'll make corrections. It's like, oh, but he was close. He was close, you know. Sure. And so so that was kind of neat. I got these two girls. They're twins, and and it's amazing to see, you know, what yeah. they're doing. You know, it's just. So, I mean, it's just, and, and everybody's got a different, you know, uh, uh, ability, right? And right. Um, and so there are some people that, you know, rhythm seems to be the biggest challenge. Yeah. And, you know, at first I thought, man, I don't know if I can ever get them to play together. And it's just amazing. It's like now we're there. And, and the one That's kid that so cool. probably has the biggest problem, like I have this one kid. Actually, he has my name. His name's Kevin. So, um, so, so Kevin, you know, it's like when we play a chord, then he plays after it. He's always behind, right? But it just so happens to work out really well, you know, in terms of, you know, it creates I mean, a new you, rhythm. You pick, you know? pick the right tempo, yeah. It's like, it's like a delay pedal, right? Right. <laughs> So she's got the color code system. She, you create these slides, you know, and she's got, she doesn't use typical like quarter half note type things. I mean, she uses, uh, geometric shapes. And, um, so the shapes are colored and the colors identify a rhythm. And then that goes to the, to the fingerboard, you know, and the kids, I don't think are really thinking about, you know, the dotted quarter eighth rhythm or whatever it is. Of course. But it's just a visual, right? To help yeah. teach them by rote, you know? So, it's just it's another it. time. And they're getting that feedback. Yeah. Right. So she created that, and she's, uh, I think she's working on publishing a method on this. Uh, and so I, I think that's going to come out probably within the next year or so. Uh, I'm, and so unfortunately, I'm, I'm one of the few that gets to pilot this. I think there, there are about four or five of us that are, are, are testing it out for her. So, um, that's but it's, very it's been cool. so great. Yeah. Are you, are you, do you know Jess Barron and the, the guitars in the classroom organization? No, I don't. You should you should get in touch with this. This sounds like right up the alley of what what they're doing. I got I got introduced to her through um, a, a company that uh, it's a, it's called Acoustic Coffee, and they're 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 it's two guys starting this business, um, coffee roasting, but. It's not just, they're just not selling coffee. They, they want to have, they're both guitarists and they want to have like guitar-centered things happening as part of their company. And they also are very socially conscious about wanting to make sure that they're putting some of their money into, into charitable organizations. And just, they, they, they happened across me and they, they wanted to talk to me about the, the podcast and whatnot. And I got to know them, and, and and very cool guys. But they had asked me, "Hey, do you know you know Jess Barron? You should you should talk to her." And you know they they were working with her. She's the founder and director of this this group called Guitars in the Classroom. And actually, I I did a I did a podcast with her. Um, I think it aired back in in September, August or September. 
and it was it was it was it was great to talk to her but what what her organization is all about getting guitars into people's hands doesn't matter who they are she wants guitars in every corner of every school for any reason possible you know with this idea of similar to what you're talking about with 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 the, um with Ruth LeBay's stuff you know just making changes making positive changes in everybody's lives using guitars and and now she's also got a ukulele program going on that's pretty strong um but she was talking you know like talking about training bus drivers and janitors and you know people like that in in our public schools to help you know brighten kids worlds with the guitar and i thought this is this is amazing what a, what a beautiful thing this is and she has you know teacher training things all throughout the country and seminars and everything but it sounds it sounds like you and 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 she and ruth should all talk to one another i think that's that, yeah we should have coffee. that's a connection that means needs to be yes you should have coffee with the coffee guys <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds like connections that need to be made i will i will that's i've, I've got homework <laughs> that, wow that's that's, that's yeah that that is pretty neat. you know and it, it's actually interesting because you're talking about you know like even the custodians or anybody you yeah. know and you know i think about school community and you know i learned you know, maybe the hard way, you know, there are things you don't think about sometimes when you start the job, you know, you're thinking, right, okay, I got to teach and here's what I'm going to teach. And, you know, here's how I plan this, that, and the other. Yep. And, and, you know, you're thinking you about your students and you're thinking about your students, but you, you don't think about all the time is, oh, I meant those students have parents, right? right. <laughs> and, those, <laughs> and those parents actually <laughs> might actually play guitar or, you know, or, sure. or musically inclined, you know, so I'm always, you know, it's like, that's another part of my thing now is that, you know, in my, at, at the beginning of the year, I have them do a Google form and it's like, does anybody in your family play an instrument or sing? You you know? yeah, yeah. And I think you got, you have to find out because here's the, the lesson that I learned the hard way. It's not really that bad. It's not a bad story, but this, this student, <laughs> She was fantastic. She even went to major in music, right? But um, it wasn't until after she graduated that I found out that her dad is a guitar maker. And I was like, oh my oh gosh, my are you gosh. kidding me? <laughs> I, when I was teaching beginning guitar classes at, at Capital University many, many, many years ago, I, ha I had a student show up and she, she had this killer guitar. Like, unbelievable. I don't remember what it was, but this was not like... This is not the kind of guitar somebody goes into Guitar Center and, and buys for 150 bucks to take their beginning guitar class with. It was, you know, it's like, this is a really nice guitar. And she goes, oh, yeah, my dad gave it to me. And I was like, oh, does he, he must play. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, what kind of stuff does he do? And and she says, well, have you ever heard have you ever heard George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And, and I expect her to say, well, he plays that kind of music. She's like, oh, my dad's Michael Clayton. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I'm like, why are you taking this class? <laughs> but, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Um, she was the worst student I ever had. <laughs> she struggled so hard. I mean, and it wasn't, she, was, she was a wonderful person. She worked really hard. She tried so hard. She just couldn't. She just couldn't get it. And, and. I always just thought that you know one of one of life's grand ironies, right there. You know? Oh wow! But your, yeah, your story made me think of that. I haven't thought about that for years. 
Oh my. But yeah, like I mean, it, it just goes to show. It's like you're creating links. You're making community. You're you know. Right. You, you don't know. You know, you toss the pebble in the pond. You don't know what those ripples are doing, and and uh, you know, and, and and working with kids in schools, and and I think you know the young mind. And, and I mean, everything, everybody has experiences from that age that, that shape us in, in such strong ways, you know, and, and you think, and talking to Jess and, and hearing what you were saying, uh, you know, about, about your new class, you know, that, that face lighting up, right? That, that first experience when somebody is exposed to the guitar or something like that, and, and you, you just see like them get so fired up I mean that is that's a that's a singular experience like the only that only happens once and to make that happen to be able to like provide that for young people what that's that's I mean that's the stuff of goosebumps right you know? yeah 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 and I think the other thing too just as a teacher one thing I've learned is that you know you never you know, I try not to predict their success or failure or anything, you right, know, because yeah. everybody comes into that room. They will and, surprise you in either direction. <laughs> and, yeah, they do. They, they, they really do. And you don't know what, 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 you know, baggage they're carrying, sure. you know, and, um, or, or, you know, or even just, you know, any of the issues that are going on at home, you know. Um, and, and, and that's a, you know, a common theme and particularly right now, I think we're seeing a lot of issues, you know, um, but that's where the guitar comes in, right? That's where the arts come in and oh, yeah. that's, you know, I have a kid and, and, um, I'm not going to, you know, obviously say his name or anything, but, uh, I do have a kid that, uh, um, he, basically his mom kicked him out, didn't want him anymore, you know? And, um, and he's doesn't seem like he's a bad kid or anything. So he's in a foster, with a foster family, you know? So, I mean, this kid is someone who, you know, it's going to be hard to reach, you know, uh, at some levels. Um, and if he's having a bad day, I mean, you got to keep in mind that, you know, what's going on in my classroom is the least of his worries, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, wow, there's, there's just huge enormity of that but you know this past week i've seen his eyes open i've seen him playing and you've, you've thrown him a lifeline man i mean that's that's really you know it, he's got something really solid that he can hold on to it, it when probably there's a lot of shifting sand underneath his feet you know right I mean, you know and I, of course he doesn't know that i know the situation you know right <laughs> so so that's the other thing i don't talk to him about it um sure. The only thing I know is that one time I, I did pull him aside one day and I said, hey, you know, um, I saw you you just had your headphones on and you weren't playing. You put your guitar down. What what kind? Is there something we can do here? You know, and um, he says, I just got problems like that. You know, it's like, OK, and I knew that, but I, yeah, I wasn't going right. to tell him, you know, I, I said, OK, well, I said, you know, maybe you can channel that energy into the guitar because, you know, that's a great ex escape. You know, it's Absolutely. it's a wonderful escape. And so, you know, this past week I've seen him just, uh, you know, he's still a little bit behind, you know, but, um, you know, we just did this playing test and, you know, we had to do three pieces and, and uh, I just encouraged him to get one in, you know, sure, get one in sure. today and let's see if we can get the other ones in, you know, but no pressure, you know, and, uh, you know, test was good, <laughs> you know, so That's yay. Great. 
right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, but you just don't know. I think that's, I think when I first started teaching, I had a whole different mindset. Um, I mean, not, not to say that I was never not compassionate or something like that, right. but, you know, what I realized, the more I do this, the more I realize that, you know, there are real people with real problems, real yeah issues and things it's like that about and, the guitar, is it? and it's not necessarily about the guitar and it's not necessarily about me you know yeah. and so uh, I think you have to as a teacher learn how to be a bit of a sponge you know just let let things yeah. bounce on you a little right, bit right. you know um, and can't take it too personally can't take it personally you know? right yeah absolutely you know and then hopefully that you can make that connection so that when they're ready to bounce back you know you can support them you know yeah and um, but it's I'll tell you, it's 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 a challenging thing, but it's it's so rewarding. It's it's like these are the little rewards. It's not about. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I'm proud of any of the students that go off and and major in in music and that they actually get jobs or do whatever they're doing. But at the same time, you know, it's like this is why I'm here. It's for yeah. it's for these kids, you know. Yeah. And that's you know because there's going to be more of them. You know, sure, sure. We're gonna be and, more. And like you that. said, you just you just don't know. I mean, you you have no way of knowing what you know what the effect that you're having on them is is to be. And um, yeah, I think that, I think it's great. You know, it, it, like what did you say? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you when you brought this point up, it made me think about the lessons I've learned. It's 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 a similar kind of thing. Um, you know, you think. A student comes to you and says, "Well, you know, this is this is what I want to do," and you think, "Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you should do something a little easier, something a little, you know, a little bit more manageable." And then they surprise you by doing it and doing it well, and you think, "Oh, well, I was completely wrong." And then on the other on the other other side, you'll have students that you know you see potential there, and you're like, "Wow, this you know this this, this student's hands look great, and they 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 have a great ear, and it seems like they, you know everything's in place." And then they go nowhere. You know, and, mm -hmm. and you, it's it's happened for me both ways. So that's it, what it made me think of is, is, you know, yeah, you just you just don't know. You, like you have no idea, and you can't you can't predict that at all. You, all you can do is just be that resource. You know, I always I was thinking of myself as you know, I'm kind of like a referee. I'm keeping you in play. That's that's, that's what I did my job is you know to keep keep you just you know, keep you on some track. You know, moving forward kind of thing. But yeah, and it's you know it. I'm sure you had this experience as a student, and I think we all have. It, you know, I, there are things that I wish that I could I could express to teachers that that I have no contact with anymore. And I, I'm not talking guitar teachers. I'm just talking teachers in general. You know, it's like, you know, one thing that somebody said one day, you know, that that stuck with me all my life, and you know, and in all those little moments, and and how important teachers are, and how as you mentioned, how important the arts are for being that kind of catalyzing or galvanizing experience for people and, and you know it's 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 critical you're you were you were doing critical work you know very very necessary stuff you know and I think I think we societally I'd like to see I'd like to see that acknowledged a little bit more often I mean you know I know everybody <laughs> know knows but does right. everybody know you know and and I think it's 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 really interesting and one of the other things that, that I've you know I, I've probably said this in every single podcast um, that, that I've, that I've had is I'm, I'm very, I'm inspired to see that the response to everything going to hell last year, 
you know, <laughs> has been creative people stepping up and continuing to be creative and find solutions and staying positive. I mean, my gosh, you know, I've, I've had so many interesting and inspiring chats with people over the past year, which it's, it's been, it's been a crummy year for pretty much everybody. Right. But everybody's attitudes, a lot of attitudes are really positive and really, you know, really sunny. And I, I think that, you know, that's, that's what we need. That's what that's what that's what the arts do for us. You know, you're you're lying in the gutter, but you're looking at the stars, right? I mean, that's that's kind of that's that's the thing, um, right? And it's it's so critical. It's just so important for us to be doing that. You know. Well, and that's where I think you know guitar is such an amazing instrument. You know, it you know because we can play solo. Yeah. You know, right. and you know, and you know, last year, actually, believe it or not, I thought it was extremely productive for my yeah. students in, in the classroom. And I think it really comes down to your attitude about it and how you approach it. But, you know, because I know some teachers like, oh, you know, it's like, uh, no, I, this isn't going to work. I'm just going to turn this into a music appreciation <laughs> class. Or something. There's no way. And, and I'm just like, well, you know, let's think about it. You know, what's available, you know, I mean, something like, you know, I use Soundtrap. And uh, mm -hmm. where, you know, the kids record and they, you know, submit their, their recordings up there and I align everything, make it, you know, uh, you know, so we actually did, you know, virtual concert with some of it with soundtrack files and then some, uh, a couple of live performances. I had, uh, I always bring alumni in to play on these concerts sometimes and, um, and then, uh, you know, and I even as when we went to hybrid mode, there were like there were three kids in my classroom and one for one of my classes, there were three of them and me. Right. It was my I think it was my intermediate class. And so but it was so great. You know, that, that was toward the end of the school year and uh, maybe it was March or something. And so there were the, these three girls that were in, in the classroom. So we just formed a quartet, you know, and we were playing from different parts of the room. And, you know, it was like, wow, we can actually do this. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and, you know, so that was kind of, you know, kind of fun. But, you know, so I did it. We did a video of that and, and that, uh, you know, was part of our virtual concert, you know. Right. So, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the guitar has been, you know, I think it's so suitable for, for solo. And then the fact that you can take advantage of some technology. Some people are shy or afraid of it. Some people yeah. have found a way to embrace it. Um, but... You know, I think it's it, it. It was just. I think there were things for the students to learn too. Just sure, even in terms absolutely. of, you know, yeah, music yeah. technology and, and, and that's and that. that's opening their minds to what's possible in ways that may. I mean, they might have, might have had reason to to get there anyway, but it really, you know, that's an opportunity. You know, and now they're they're going to think about what's possible differently because of that and because of access to the technology. And you know, you know how it goes. The technology's new. Until you start using it, and then it becomes normal, right? Right, right. So sometimes there's too many things that introduced in our system. And right. It's like, wow. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's fantastic. I just don't have time to look at that yet. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But once, once you once you take that step, though, once you break that yeah. threshold, right. It, so I mean, your students now have another another tool in their toolbox. You know that they don't have to think about. They don't have to search out. They don't have to like. It's not an extra effort to find that. They've integrated it because they've been using it. And who knows? Who knows where that's going to lead or when that might be useful to them down the road, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are kids that have discovered GarageBand and started making right. beats and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, sure. Yeah, and so it's, it is kind of neat to see what, we're, what kids will end up doing with it. 
Yeah. And, and then, you, you mentioned and, before, before we, we started recording, you had mentioned that you've got a um, an all Virginia guitar ensemble thing coming up that's that's got a, a virtual component going on there as right. well, right? So tell, tell right. me about that. So um, so I am the chair of the the Virginia Music Educators Association Guitar Council. Okay. And. Um, one of the things that we do, and it's probably the thing that, that's got us to, to where we are, because we're actually going to become an association within that organization, so I'm kind of excited about that. But um, one of the things that got us there is our All Virginia Guitar Ensemble. And okay. uh, so it's an auditioned group, uh, and uh, you know, they're adjudicated and, and, and selected to be part of this group. And uh, last year... We did this completely online. It was completely virtual, and boy, that was tough to put together. Yeah, but um, I, I had a really great editor that, that put things together. We did a full program, and we decided to to highlight um, you know Virginia composers when we did that last oh, cool. year. So so it was all Virginia composers too. Wow. So and, and so that was guitarists? pretty. How many guitars? Well, that's funny because you know it started with like. 37 submissions right okay. and then it dwindled each piece oh, you know <laughs> until we had like you know 25 you know because it was just hard because you know they're online sure. school and everything and then you yeah. know it's just like and some people just didn't like the idea of having to you know i mean you gotta think about it you're sitting there in front of a camera with your guitar oh, yeah. and you know, how many takes are you gonna do you before you submit and you know, it's it's it was really tough for the kids. But what we did is we had a schedule so that they they would have to submit um, a piece like every week, right? Okay. So, um, and so I created, I, I did all the recordings for the backing tracks, and I okay. you know so for them to rehearse with. Okay. And um, so I mean that was a lot of work too. When they did the recordings, were they listening to those backing tracks and playing? Yeah, they're listening to the backing uh -huh. tracks. They had to play with that, and that's the only way okay. it could be sunk, uh, synced right. together. So. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's what we did last year, and it was, I forget, we had like maybe seven pieces in there, and uh, but it was great to, to have all these Virginia composers, but it oh, was, so cool. there was definitely a burnout factor, right? Yeah. By the time we get to the last one, you know, it's like the kids are just like, I can't do this anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we had a full concert, and it got premiered on our virtual conference, you know, and, and many, many views of that. I mean, I don't know, we hit, I don't know, 1,600 views on YouTube or something, you know, something like that. But I mean, so... What a great thing for you know for the for that. I mean, it still continued and and uh, we were successful with it. This year, uh, the conference is in person. However, with um, the Delta variant, we started getting right. really nervous, right? And uh, because of a, if a school system decides that hey, you know, no field trips because right. you know we just can't do it, um, and that could still happen. I mean, our our conference is yeah. uh, is uh, the conference is what November. Uh, 18th through the 20th, I think, is the conference, the VMA conference in Norfolk. And uh, so we're still planning for, for an in-person event. And we have all these protocols, you know, COVID protocols and things like that. Um, but there's this other side, because I'm organizing, right, um, this whole event, which is a lot of work to begin with. If it gets canceled, I'm going to be really upset. But if it does get canceled, <laughs> you know, here are these kids that work so hard. <laughs> you know, they, they work so hard and nothing to show for it, right, if that happens. Yeah. So yeah. what's been fantastic is um, the Augustine Foundation created – there's a grant, right, that uh, they 
gave to the VGO, which is the Virtual Guitar Orchestra. I don't know if you've, yes. I'm sure you've seen uh, one of their videos, right? Yeah, I mean, they're amazing, absolutely. right? You know, Mac and Euros, I mean, they're just like amazing, right? I think Euros does all the editing, man. Yeah, the guy, yeah he's, he's I'm, actually, I'm talking to him as we speak. Um, oh. <laughs> he's going to be a guest. We've, we've okay, awesome. When, yeah. When we when we sit down and, and finalize a, a, a date, he'll he'll be on. I'm I'm really excited about talking to him about that stuff. Oh, yeah, just amazing. he's amazing. So so they're doing this. Uh, they're doing all the all states, you know, uh, for guitar, okay. and uh, they're they're not really. We don't have like fifty of them, but you know, they're they're. Well, I was going to say how many are there? Yeah. Uh, I think we're. I don't know if we're going to have this year. I don't know if it's like. 13 or 14 That's maybe we're nice. at 12 i don't know but but it's it's starting to grow right yeah. um so uh so so the augustine foundation is funding the vgo to do these mea videos for their all states and they did it last year as well by the way um yeah. we had already done ours before they <laughs> everybody else got it <laughs> before the grant came in uh, so, um Oh well, but uh, she won you for being so proactive. I know, right? Um, so we did. We were able to do one video with them, though. It was uh, we we created a a regional event, so we had okay. just one school area, you know, uh, do a video. So we did do one with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but and it was nice of them for let us letting us do that. But um, so we're actually on board for doing this. I think we'll be the first one. I just, Excellent. I was on the, I just recorded <laughs> your house yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Um, so, and so I had to record all the backing tracks for this one thing. We're doing a Talamon thing. So um, anyway, so the kids are going to have like two weeks to record this one. Uh, submit it uh, to to VGO, and then it'll yeah. get edited, and it'll be ready to premiere uh, on the the seventeenth. I think is when we're going to premiere it. So, because um, the students will be there already in Norfolk, and we want to let them see it first. You know, oh, wow. so that'll be exciting. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that's really cool. So and then. If all uh, and then of course if, if the thing doesn't go in person, at least we have that, right? Sure, sure. So, um, so I think that that's that's another really good thing about it. But um, you know, the other thing about these VGO things that are fantastic for all the MEAs uh, that have done this over the you know the past year is it's just really really great advocacy and it and it's oh an gosh. audience that goes beyond the state oh, right absolutely you yeah. know you, you can share it with everybody at all times yeah like anybody can trip along that on youtube and find it and like what is this yeah i mean exactly yeah <clears throat> so that, i mean i think it's that's the stuff you know, and and thank, thank goodness for you know augustine i mean they're, they're just really supporting this effort big time and and um and then, of course, Euros and Mac are just amazing in, in getting this whole thing together, too. I mean, it's just, just really so how amazing. Many, how many students will you have if, if the in-person thing is able to go? How many students will you have? For the well, I have 45. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, 45. And, yeah. and when, when you do an event like that, is it all guitar orchestra, like all 45 of them playing all the time? Or do you do smaller groups? Do other soloists? Do you do chamber music or anything like that? Right. That's great, great questions. Um, so generally speaking, uh, most of the time I like to have soloists. Uh, and okay. I've been very adamant about that uh, since I started, you know, yeah. organizing it. Um, like the first year I had Alan Hirsch was our, our conductor yeah. and um, I said what can we do you know that that's not, not guitar 
and you know so he had this this celtic collection right so um and uh like three movement thing with with uh tin whistle and uh violin right and so uh, although we did with flute and violin but um but you know so i mean i think that was great because it brought in wind players and string players to watch us right and then, uh, you know, then we had Matt Denman died, uh, one year and I said, what can we do? And he wanted to do this um, uh, string quartet with guitar, you know, guitar ensemble. and so Excellent. that was fantastic. I think it was a Joe Williams piece. Okay. And then, um, you know, then Olga Amakina Vera conducted and uh, we brought in a soprano to do her husband's arrangement of... Um, uh, the Bacchianus Brasileiris, oh, you know, so, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so those things that, you know, I typically, I mean, I love doing that type of thing. Cause I think it's also more advocacy. Hey, we are all musicians, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. can all work together. You know, um, Chuck Houlihan conducted, you know, a couple of years ago, that was the last one in person. And, and my wife came and played, uh, with them. So Rhapsody Tango, I think, uh, Rex Willis's piece. And then, uh, this time, um, Actually, I have the program here. Let me see what we got here. Uh, what did I do with it? I had it somewhere. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Martha sneak, Masters. Sneak preview. Right, yeah. So Martha <laughs> Masters is our conductor this year. And um, we don't really have necessarily the type of other instrument thing. Uh, it's, we do have a little, uh, it's electric guitar though. And um, so Matt Dunlap, who's one of our Loudoun County teachers, fantastic uh, classical player, but also a wonderful uh, electric player as well. And so we're going to be doing a piece called The Covenant Pasacalla for Minnesota, Minneapolis, and it's by uh, Thomas Flippin. Oh, and cool. yeah. Yeah, so um, it's a very powerful piece. There's a, there's a video uh, of that YouTube video that was done by the... Um, uh, was it uh, Cleveland Classical Guitar Society? I think. Okay. Um, huh. Yeah. So check. They're doing a lot of neat things. You know. Oh, they. Um, that's a tremendous organization. Yeah. So, um, so they premiered it, and um, but we're gonna do this, and um, and so Matt Dunlap's gonna do the the electric guitar part for that. So that'll be kind of neat. Um, so uh, I mean, and Martha, I mean. I love her approach to programming on this one because yeah. she has it in three sections. One is, here's traditional repertoire. Uh, so we're doing Telemann and Granados and that section of it. Then the second part is environmental and social protest. You know, nice. so yeah. So uh, uh, farewell to Stromness. You know, uh-huh. it'll, and uh, so the Scott Tennant's arrangement there, and then uh, and then of course uh, Thomas Flippin's uh, piece, uh, the the Covington. Pascalia, I mean the yeah the Covenant Pascalia, and then um, then the the third part is imagination, and uh, we're doing Andrew York's Intergalactic Express and uh, and then Kindle's Techno. So, oh, yeah. uh, I mean it's really kind of cool. I like the way she kind of broke it down and kind of sure. hit a lot of different uh, markers on that one. So yeah. very um, cool. So that's that's really cool. And is, and is that is that something? I mean, did you do you hand that over to your conductors when? when that happens pretty much pretty much to them i you know we we consult and we talk Mm -hmm. about it um we did take a piece out um just because the way this event is taking place we had to kind of shorten our rehearsal time we want to minimize exposure so it it normally would be uh, like a three-day event for the kids we decided we only wanted one night in the hotel 
uh, for the kids. And uh, and we're only putting two people in a room. We normally put four. And so, <laughs> so you know, I know a lot of kids are kind of bummed about, you know, not having all three days, but I think they're excited and the parents are excited for their kids to actually be there. They probably haven't um, had a chance to do anything like this for two years. So that's, yeah. You know, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna be great and, and Martha is just fantastic. Um, she is. Her her enthusiasm is is something else, you know, and her her ability to transmit that um, is yeah. She's she's a she's a great communicator. Oh yeah. She's she's fantastic. Well she is our president, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, she is. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, Kevin, I, I, I don't know. Is there anything else we should we should cover? Anything else we talk about? I mean, you you, you have packed this jam full. This is this is good. So I really well, appreciate it's, it. It's been uh, great to talk with you. Uh, you know, I mean, the only thing I, if I had to say anything, I I, I just. You know, of course, my passion is whole, all about this guitar education thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was thinking about your conversation with Lynn McGrath um, yeah. that, that you did. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that really kind of stuck out from that was talking about, you know, teaching and how do you feel about, you know, training people that, that may not have something to go to, you know, right. really yeah, when yeah. you graduate, you know, that whole career thing. A matter of and, conscience, yeah. Right. And and if anything in this discussion that I, I want people to have a takeaway with is that to consider an, a music education degree, yeah. you know, um, because, I mean, these are, they're, they're full-time jobs with yeah. salary and stability, benefits, like the whole bit, there's stability. Yeah. But even more, you know, you can make a difference in a kid's life, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I think that that's important. And when we talk about numbers, you know, um, and I'm quoting one of my former principals here, but she said, you know, you know, we talk about numbers in terms of recruitment. We talk about numbers in terms of all things, but she says, you know, they're not just numbers. These are kids. They're, they're people. Yeah. These are kids. And, Absolutely. and so I think that that, if you have that mindset, you know, um, in education, it, it's not necessarily trying to train them to be the professional guitarist. You give that opportunity, right? right. And we, we want to give that as a resource um, so that if they wanted to audition for a program, right. they should be ready by the time they graduate. Okay. And, yeah. and that, that's important, right? But it's not necessarily that they're going to do that, and they might just continue to play for the rest of their lives. So, I mean, it's the same same with with band and orchestra and, and choir now. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But I do I do think that uh, guitar education is growing uh, substantially, and and I mean the fact that there's actually an, a national honors guitar thing through NAFME is yeah. huge. You know, that is that is um, huge. Yeah, and the, and so the curricular crit curricular inroads that have been made because of this kind of thing as well. I mean, there's this this really, excuse me, really well-established pedagogy for young people. You know, we've been shooting at the dark at that, you know, for, for decades. And now it's starting to really coalesce. People are figuring out, this is how you teach young people in these organized ways. And here's some really solid pedagogy that's been really thought out very, very well. And that's why you're starting to see the level of play being what oh. it is, you know, 
and in young people. And it's like, thank you, thank you. We, this has been such a long time coming, you know. Yeah, well, and and there have been many pioneers, but I, you know, I, there, I I just wrote an article recently for our VMEA notes, um, but I did a little research in terms and and. Um, you know, there are articles going back to the 60s talking about guitar in secondary schools <laughs> since oh the 60s. Gosh. You know, how many decades has it taken to get to this point, right? right. And yeah. But I, I am optimistic with a lot of things that have taken place over the last decade. You know, yeah. uh, the fact that there is a National Council for Guitar Education, you know, with NAFME. Sure. And, um, I mean, uh, that there are these all states that are popping up around the country. Yeah. All these things are positive signs. And I just encourage anybody that's listening here, if you're not a teacher already, you might think about that. Uh, but or even if you have students and you're trying to guide them in one way or another, you know, that should be at least an option they should think sure. about is, is thinking about music education uh, degree you know, with maybe a guitar emphasis and a secondary instrument, you know, because we need, we need more people that know what they're doing in the classroom, right? I yeah, think it's absolutely. about 10%, 10% of the guitar educators in the country are actually guitarists. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, oh, that, oh, that's sad. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it's, it's great that we have the, 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 the classes, but yeah. Right. Wow. But there's demand to have yeah. more more people, right? right? So that's that's where I think we need to put our our energies is more toward that the development in our uh, education in the music ed programs. Yeah. So that's my thing. That's my good words. Very that's important. my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Kevin, I really really enjoyed talking with you about this stuff. It's it's uh, you have a a, a deep pool of of water in which to swim. I, I think it's, it's, been, it's been great to, to hear about all this stuff and it's exciting. It's, it's, you know, it's great. Very cool. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And it's we'll, great talking we'll, to we'll you. Have, we'll have to get you back. We definitely will check in, check in with you in a little while and see, see how things are, are going for you. But it, I, I do, I really appreciate your time and, and it's been, it's been great talking to you. You too. This is Carl Wolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Wolwind Guitarist on Facebook.